Hello, Grace. Hello, Rachel. <laughs> you are in your permanent home. Also, I listened to our podcast last week um, about the shower, and my sound is fucking terrible. So I mm. deeply apologize to everyone. I'm going to find a podcast microphone that I like on Amazon, and I will be get using that. that. You got to get that crisp speaker on. Can we use crisp with with whatever this platform is called, Riverside? What is a crisp? Crisp is just the thing that blocks out sound, external sound, although that might not be the problem. You just have a mic quality issue. It was too low. So oh. I have these like Beats oh. headphones. I can't even yeah. see what you're wearing. They're now. really made for running mm. um, and not podcasting. Mm. Yeah, we're, so we're nice. a bootstrapped operation over here. So we're bootstrapping. We're trying to make do with what we can. I really wanted to bring, I have a snowball mic. I wanted to bring it to Costa Rica, but it just did not fit in the suitcase. Can I send you so, one? Can we Amazon? We could. I, you know, we have to Amazon it to the local electro- electronics store because I don't have a real address. <laughs> There's like very little Amazon in this business that I'm in. Amazoning microphone. <laughs> to... mm. just want to Amazon myself there. Okay. <laughs> Which I would love you to do. We can have yeah, a live too. podcast recording on site. Can you imagine sitting sitting in front of your pool? We would talk for hours, hours, and record some of it. And that's what we're going to do today. We're just going to chat. We haven't prepared our episode, but we're both pretty lit up by the topic. I think we both have a lot of personal experience with this and a lot to say. Shall I dive in, Grace? Please. Okay, so the topic is a little bit about gender bias at work, but mostly about our own experiences. And for me being a woman at work and in the working world and how sometimes the um, issue of gender bias is not so much about what's happening in reality, the way that I'm being mistreated or perceived by men and more about the way that I am mistreating or perceiving myself internally as the result of being in a woman's body and carrying the history of a woman and the history of all women. Um, So, had an interesting experience with this recently that I can that I can share and I really want to hear Grace where you've been with this and what comes up for you yeah please please jump into your experience and then I'll I'll riff off of that right on so so first things first like this kind of got triggered for me this chain of thinking it got triggered by a post that I saw on LinkedIn from a female software engineer and I don't want to really call her out too much because she's having her experience and it's true for her. And I don't know the context that she's in. She could be in a horribly misogynistic environment for all I know. It's just that the way the post landed with me, it kind of read like our favorite thing, Grace, which is victim mentality, Mm. right? Mm. It it reeked to me, I interpreted it as kind of victim-y. And this is a thing that I have to be honest, women do to themselves a lot. Women come into relationship with men through a victim lens a lot. Yeah. And it's easy to do. And we get a lot of grace and a lot of forgiveness for doing it because of the way that women have been mistreated by men through history, right? Like that is definitely the reality. The reality is that women have experienced centuries, possibly even millennia. I don't, I don't know the chronology of the history of time, (laughs) lots and lots and lots of abuse. And, um, and diminishment and mistreatment by men, by the masculine. The feminine has been disrespected by the masculine. That's true. Um, I hear horrible stories all the time of women being spoken to in the workplace in 
horrendously derogatory ways. I'm like, really? I can't believe someone said that to you. Did they really say that to you? Um, and yet, and yet, I think that because of that, because of those experiences, because of our history, it's like the old, like, you know, walking, you're walking around with a hammer and looking at every situation like it's a nail, right? Yeah. You start to look at every situation like it's like, oh, that's a man being a man. He's such a jerk and he's mistreating me and he's disrespecting me. And this engineer just shared that her manager had given her some feedback that he would like her to be more participatory in work conversations. And she was like, well, look at this channel. Look at the Slack channel. There's no women participating. Why do you think that is? And her point was, well, women don't feel comfortable in this work environment. Mm. There's something, this is just, it's a workplace issue. Women are not comfortable here. Mm. And I have no idea, once again, what her culture was like. But my instinctual thought was, if you feel like you don't belong, like, it's within you. It's within you that you're feeling a lack of belonging, right? I... I don't know, again, like maybe I, I'm willing to accept that it could really be an uncomfortable environment for women. Like maybe it's a really jocular environment or I don't know, maybe the men don't listen to them when they talk. Maybe they don't receive responses if they share in the chat. That could be totally possible. But I just cross compared this to a recent experience that I had had where I noticed that I was showing up to calls I was having with men and I've been having more and more successful men coming to me with interest in coaching and working with me. And I realized that I was feeling ahead of those calls, kind of intimidated, kind of small, kind of like a little girl. And I was intimidated by their business success. And I was feeling like, I don't know anything about that. Like I don't have as much business success as you. And <laughs> I haven't been trained to have that kind of business success. I haven't had that modeled for me. Right. Cause I grew up with a stay at home mom and, you know, in, in culture, there's not as many examples of iconic women leading businesses, right? It's not the done thing. Women also have a different way of doing business to men. So these dudes who make it seem so easy and natural to accrue resources and to invest in property and to have multiple businesses and to retire early and all these things these incredible men have been doing, it doesn't feel natural to me. And I was feeling very intimidated by that. And internally, I was placing them above me and sort of putting them on a pedestal, putting their business acumen on a pedestal and thinking I was inferior in some way. Yeah. And it was very, very subtle. You know, I wasn't consciously thinking this man is better than me, but internally I was a little bit nervous. I was a little bit small and I was a little bit fearful. And the important thing is that this, this had nothing to do with their behavior, right? Like these are actually really decent, kind, respectful, um, even spiritual men who were coming into meetings with me. And it was all within me right? Because of the way that I've been raised and the culture that I've come up in and the fact that I am a woman, right? And I carry that history and that legacy, but it wasn't true. It wasn't a match for the reality. And it certainly had nothing to say about my ability to help them. Yeah. Does that make sense? It was a long 100%. spiel. 100%. No, no, no. 100%. Um, so where did you land on that? So you're in these calls, you realize you're kind of pedestalizing these men. Yeah. Where do you come out the other side? Where I come out the other side is that that becomes a practice for me where I need to go and internally practice a state of being where I feel powerful in any situation, right? Where Whenever I find a place where I am um, being less than I want to be, right, where I am not being the self that I would like to be, in this case, power is the word and the energy and the quality that I want to tap into, my job is to then use that as sort of like my 
my testing ground and to um, really internally assert that I mm. am capable, that I am powerful, that I am useful, that I have value specifically in that context, right? In helping men in business. And I can go and find all the, the rationale. I can write a whole page of rationale as to why I'm useful. I can practice like rehearsing being in a situation with a man like that and feeling like feeling the exchange between us going well, imagining, um, imagining having a great dynamic and a great rapport with a man like that in advance, right? It's all an internal practice that I need to be engaged with from that point forward when I see a place where I'm weak or I'm lacking in a way that I'd like to be showing up. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I think the pedestalizing of people, particularly men, I really resonate with. I'm trying to I'm trying to wrap my brain on where I land here because I'll, I'll say two things. One is I really like being in environments where I'm the only woman. Mm-hmm. To me, there's a lot of, there's a lot of room for, um, my like hyper growth there. Um, and I'll explain why, but the other thing is I, but I do really resonate with that. And I think, I think my last job, I had worked the last couple of years for startups where it was like two men at the helm and two men at the helm and young men at the helm at that. Um, and I remember going into the last one thinking, I don't, just because of the way like venture capital treats all of these young men, particularly if they're good, you know, like it's not a, it's not a meritocracy. So people Mm -hmm. getting money doesn't mean that I'm going into a company that is really functional. Um, And so I remember thinking about that and sort of like shaking it off because I really thought I liked the men in this, the last one I went into. And it wasn't about them per se, but um yeah, I, I resonate with the idea of pedestalizing people. And I think for me, it's that there's something about men leaders and women leaders where men leaders make it all seem so much more effortless. And women leaders, you really, really, really see the effort mm. a lot. Mm. And for me, there's a, I don't want to be seen putting that much, like, this being so effortful for me. I don't want it to be seen. Um, Maybe that's not fair to say. I mean, I I can think off the top of my head, someone who I had a very, very personal relationship who was incredibly successful um, was someone who did not make it seem effortful. She made it seem effortless. But um, I'd say for the most part, and like people I've worked with, um, it, yeah. That might, that might be just my experience. Tell us more about the difference between effortful and effortless leadership. How do those things present to you? There's an ease. I think like if I think about the senior management at my last startup across the board and the men and the women, the men just seemed a little more relaxed with it all. Like they took a lot of it in stride and the women were mm. here in terms of I'm upset about this. I'm fighting this. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm grinding this way. Does that make sense? Do you think that's because women have greater social sensitivity and relationship orientation than men? Some women do. Some mm. men do. Um, 
I don't know. You know, it's so funny. Like, is it, is it a comfort in environment? Is it, is it like, I, and I don't use this word with any like negative connotation. Is it a feeling of entitlement? Like, I feel fully deserving to be here. And so I'm, I'm just much more comfortable in that. Whereas someone who might have like imposter syndrome might not feel that way. I personally, Um, I personally think it's a matter of how we're socialized and the examples that we have in society, right? Like, of course, men would be more natural in leadership because there are so many more examples of men in leadership. mm. And plus they're raised to be a little bit less self-sacrificing and Mm. more self, um, assertive, right? Like Mm -hmm. men are, young boys are valued for their strength a little bit more than young women are, I believe, or had been. And I don't know how parenting styles are changing these days, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's like, I really think I was a psych major. I think the differences between genders and we don't have to talk about in a binary, there's other genders and, you know, male and female in my mind. Um, You know, you they're very interesting. It's very interesting. And particularly for men and women, like uh, there's a lot of ways that are different, how we relate to each other, how we relate to work, like, you know, um, and there's a lot of, like, I, I love comedy about that. I just think it is interesting. And I think pretending it doesn't exist, doesn't help us in any way. Mm. Um, but I also think coming at work as a woman, trying to be leader coming at work from a place of already feeling victimized or slighted, which is where this conversation started, doesn't help you. So if we say like, if we already know, like I may feel sensitive, more sensitive to a man in this position who I have to sell to than a woman. If I already know that, how do I think about that? Or I may feel more sensitive for me. I will not feel more sensitive. I, I will feel like I will shine if it's a, 15 men in a room and me. Um, But how do I know that? How do I approach? How do I not feel like a victim? Well, so that was the really interesting thing about this for me. It was a revelation because I also have been the only woman in a male dominated workplace, like literally the only woman on a team of dudes previously. And I loved it. I thrived, right? I am someone who has always identified as being very comfortable with men, including at work. I have never received the kind of blatant misogyny that some women have received, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where men are like, could you make the coffee or could you take notes? Right. Or actually people have asked me to take notes because I'm such a fast typer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can forgive that. I'm really good at taking notes and will never yeah. Right. But I, I haven't received some of the like really direct and blatant, um, misogyny basically that women do receive at work. And I think that's because Grace, you and I are similar, right? Like we kind of have these, um, I would say we have strong personalities where yeah. we're not, maybe we have healthy, like masculine expression as well. We can be kind of, um, mm, how to put it like leadery. We can be dynamic and extroverted and powerful in our communication and the yeah. way we show up in meetings and, and all that. So I think it creates less room for us to receive um, the projections of men, right? The, um, the doubts of men, the um, disrespect. Right. And I think like that comes down to I, you and I having almost more masculine styles of relating in the workplace. Whereas I, I'm assuming that some of the women that receive these, um, 
the criticism that they get for being too soft, right? Or for not speaking loudly enough or for not being persuasive enough. They're coming from a more, I'm just gonna use the word feminine, like coming from a more feminine place where they're a little bit softer, a little bit more relational, a little bit gentler in how they lead. And that is not revered or respected um, nearly as much just because the working world has been so masculine. I am so intrigued right now, just maybe it's the eclipse, I don't know, by the dichotomy between masculine energy and feminine energy. Like I, I, I went looking down an internet rabbit hole, which honestly was not interesting at all, but just this like, you know, cause when you go, if you just, if you go looking at like divine masculine or masculine energy, you go on Google, you get leadership, authority, whatever. But I don't think it's true that leadership only holds space for masculine expression. I think that's what we're used to and not to get like hyper woo woo, but there is this man whose name I can't recall, who is someone who is, remembers all his past lives. So millions of years of past lives. And he was in a society many generations ago at a time when the world was matriarchal Mm. and so he recalls or or their society he recalls being in a matriarchal society and Mm -hmm. so like everything else it just starts to be about perception like what do you think is powerful and I think for women like I'd say one of the hardest things I wrestle with is like the physical power is a really hard thing to wrestle with. Mm. Hmm. Which shouldn't matter at work. No, it <laughs> doesn't. Really, I mean, unless it's your voice and your and the way you broadcast yourself. Yeah. Well, for people who are working um, physical jobs. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. I think a lot in terms of knowledge work. But um, so that's interesting because I think that where we are right now evolutionary in an evolutionary sense is needing to come into the integration of those two energies where they're equal to one another and they're integrated and Mm -hmm. man woman whatever gender you are can express both of those things um in one being right and leadership would also then in its highest expression, express both of those qualities, right? And so when I, you know, I'm reflecting now is like, I was thinking about this woman and how she could show up in that Slack channel to receive the respect or to feel like she belongs or whatever it is that she's needing to experience. And I guess I'm subtly thinking she needs to be more masculine or in the traditional sense of masculine, have more, um, have more, have more strength, have more confidence, have more like assertion, whatever it is. But ultimately, like, you need both of those things. And there's no reason that a gentler expression, a more nurturing expression, a more listening oriented um, way of engaging couldn't be equally revered and respected. It's, it's, it's more about how much you respect that within yourself. I Mm. think that is going to invite the respect of others. I don't know if I vibe with the idea that, feminine is passive oh yeah um so that might be the wrong word I'm no no I, I, I don't think you even use I don't think you even use that word but just in terms okay. of how we think about it I as you were saying she might not want to sort of be assertive I was thinking about my biggest qualm with any of my friends dating right now is like the girls won't call 
a man they're interested in and invite him on mm-hmm. a date. They won't say, hey, mm-hmm. I'm interested. Do you want to go on a date? It, it, I don't care if people do what they want with their lives, but like, I think that's ridiculous. But I don't think that's like, but if I talked, you know, I was talking to a guy about it last week. Like, he was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of girls just don't do that. Like, is that a feminine expression or is that a socialized feminine expression? That, that is- lack of assertiveness. But if you want to get anywhere in business, like you can't be passive. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I would definitely describe yin, yin receptive, passive as a feminine energy, as a feminine essence. In mm-hmm. dating, I'm a yes on that. In work, no, mm-hmm. I'm a no on that. <laughs> in, in some contexts, right? Like sometimes... Sometimes I will lean back a little bit more, right? Like, and, and like allow the clients to come to me, right? Or allow like this client to come to me rather than reaching out and following up. You know, I'm not going to follow up like three times with someone who's being slow to email me back. I would be more passive. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to let that person come to me and attract it and receive it if they're ready. That is actually how I pursue certain situations. Um, right? That's how I pursue my entire business, to be honest with you. That's pretty feminine. I tried. Like I actually, oh my God, that's so, it's so funny that you just said it like that because I just saw a video on LinkedIn yesterday of this guy talking about how he made um, a million in a year, whatever, some shit like that. Everyone, every, everyone's on LinkedIn talking about these things. And he was like, you know, I got up every morning and from eight to 12, I just hit the phone button, call, 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 call. And then from 12 to one, I looked up the listings and then from one to call, 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 call. Okay. Um, I'm never going to work like that in my entire life. I also don't feel the need to like pummel myself into the faces of people who may or may not be interested. Like that's just, that's not my work. That's not, that's not how I'm going to work best. That's not how I'm going to get my best clients. Um, so I guess you could say I do take a more mm, yin feminine. Yang. I think we're, I think we're both balanced. I think we're yeah. both balanced because like, so that dude is describing a hyper-masculine approach where he's like, I'm yeah. going to go make it happen. And he's super consistent. He does the same thing every day, no matter how he feels, no matter what's moving through him. And I, and you, I won't speak for you, but I, this is what I observe of you. You and I both take action. Mm-hmm. We both put our stuff out there. We make it available. We share our opinions. We're sort of in that way. We go forward and create and do. And then we don't overdo it. You know, like I, if I, if I need a rest day, I won't, I won't post or I won't, you know, do whatever's on my to-do list. Or, um, if it doesn't feel really like authentic for me to do part of my LinkedIn strategy for a day, I'll be like, I'll just do it tomorrow. Like, I'm not going to hit the same number of connection requests every single day, just because I'm supposed to, to grow my business. Be like, it doesn't really feel right. Like, I don't really see anyone I want to connect with. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) You know, like that to me is actually a really healthy integration of the two. Like the the feminine is, yeah, a little bit more yin or passive, but also just respecting of my energy and like where I'm at. And the the masculine is much more structured and much more routine and much more consistent and steady state, I think. And it's interesting, I would say, in business having employed this approach, because by the time people get to me, they're so excited for my mm. work. Yeah, totally. Which you're is, not like spamming people's like inboxes, convincing them. You're not someone. Yeah. Um, okay, so so here's what I think is interesting about this is everything, but what do we want people to be able to take away? What we want to say I mean, like... Yeah, I want people to take away, 
like undoubtedly like, there's still some there's some imbalance in the workplace probably a lot of imbalance in the workplace in terms of and depending where you are or, yeah, depending the context you're in yeah right yeah it could be tons could be that this woman works in a super toxic overly masculine environment where there's no respect for um a person who leads in a more gentle way or does servant leadership or um i don't know like qualities of the feminine. I think of it as being more nurturing, being more gentle, being a little bit softer spoken. Um, there's an imbalance, right? In the level of respect that those qualities, the quality of listening that those qualities get compared to the very assertive sort of domineering um, ideas of leadership that we have that I think are really more masculine in nature. Um, and I would love to see those things brought into harmony in the workplace. But like where we're at right now, you also need to be careful that you're not projecting um, your anticipation of bias onto the people that you're working with, yeah. right? So don't go around assuming that you're not welcome or that men don't respect you because it could just be a thread inside you that's expecting that to happen to be true based on your past experiences or the experiences of other women and what we talk about in the conversation about gender bias at work. <laughs> and so if you're a woman, it's like, yeah, right? Go ahead, Grace. I was going to say, I think you're more likely to have a problem with another woman at this point than you are <laughs> with a man. A lot of women say that. A lot of women say that. But that's because those women are often going into their masculine and becoming more competitive and cutthroat to to thrive in the workplace. Right? They're usually expressing more masculine energies. Anyway, um, for a woman, I think the question is, like, where might you subtly be putting men above you? where you're, you're doing that, right? Like they're not doing that. Where are you doing that internally and seeing them as superior to you in some way? And for men, go ahead. For men, equally, the question is like, where might you be expecting women to accommodate you? Where are you actually seeing women as less than or not respecting them as much as you do a man in the same position? I would almost take that even further and say for women, like, where are you projecting that? But also- there's a difference between people treating you differently because they're being malicious about it. And a difference between people treating you differently because they don't uh, know better or they're not following, whatever it is. And a lot of times if you're, a, now I've been in many different workplaces where I'm the only woman in the room. Mm -hmm. I went to a, I went to a founder's meeting at a coffee shop um, for that this VC did, you know, a month ago and I walked in, it's 8.30 in the morning. Every single man at that table was a man. Every single person at the table was a man in a button down shirt and a, a puffer vest. <laughs> I, I completely understand what it feels like to be the only woman in the room. And I'm saying, use that to your fucking advantage. Yes. Use it to your advantage. <laughs> There's so many ways to do that. And there's so many ways, like people like different things. I, I'll say from like, my sister and I lived in London for a summer. Every bar we went into, as soon as we opened our mouths, free shots, free drinks on the table. Like people like a different thing. So you're assuming like, oh, I'm not in with the boys. Like they have to, you know, they all talk to each other in Slack and no one's asking me what I think. Jump in there. Say what you think. You're going to contribute in a way that makes them value you for who you are yes. and not what you are. Yes. And yeah. we got to like, get out of that mindset. Like silly example is like there used to be a time where I would want to be taken seriously. And so I would, 
even though I always felt like I take it seriously and it's kind of ironic, but I would, I would, you know, not want to talk about astrology, for example, I would never talk about astrology with a man. Cause I would think that he would think I was silly and he, he would shoot it down. And now I'm like, no, I love astrology. And I own that. And the more I'm able to own that, the more men are just like, okay. And they're kind of curious about it. You know, I'm not going to diminish myself for liking that. I'm going to talk about it and share it. And I don't care what you say. And that creates a whole different relationship between you and the people who might otherwise not receive it well. There is something about just being in your own power, in your comfortable with yourself enough to be like, you know what, also, if I'm in a room and I think men are treating me differently because I'm a woman, I don't fucking care. Same. I don't care. Great. There you go. Okay. Either it doesn't make a difference. Like it's like if someone's like, "Oh, you're you're blonde." Like, um, like I don't. It does. It. it, it I can't even address that. Um, I don't care. Yeah. What you Correct. think? I'm not brunette. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. If that helps you to believe that, you go right ahead, yeah. man. Sure. Yeah. I think yeah. people need to not be so uh, antsy, you know, because here's the thing that's easy about that. If you're not succeeding at work because everyone's a misogynist, then it's not on you. It's not on you to work harder, smarter, better. It's not on you to yeah. see the gaps. It's not on you. So mm. I understand why people do it. Um, mm. But it's lazy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be. And the more you're just willing to own that you have blonde hair and you make dumb blonde mistakes, <laughs> make a joke about it, right? The more respect you will receive. People respect people who respect themselves. Totally. Particularly I think that's men. the end story here. I think that's pretty much the, the thesis yeah. of this podcast is that people will respect people who respect themselves. And if you're excited, and I'll say this from my perspective as a founder, where I first started out being not apologetic, but I was going into conversations trying to get people's take on like, what you think it's good? You like what I'm doing? You think I'm doing a good job? Mm. Um, the minute I changed that to like, I'm so freaking excited about what I'm doing. I'm so, I can't wait to tell you about this. The world opened up. Yeah. I do not need your feedback on my service business. <laughs> it's an opinion. Thank you for your opinion. I'm going to do what I want to do and create. Yeah. Yeah. Respect. I mean, respect yourself enough to not, we're in a time and place where like, even if you are in a very misogynistic workplace, then go, go get another job. You're an engineer, go get another job. Mm. Like I'm being cold, but I just don't, it's not serving you. You want to be a CTO. You want to build your own company. You want to do something different. Like don't get stuck in these stupid, petty victim mentality things. I would say look within and see where it's you and see where it's the other and try to draw the line and take ownership of the parts where it's you and, and just create a different orientation to it. Right. You practice being someone who feels respected. Like you can tap into the feeling of self-respect and bring that into every interaction. You can think about the things that you're ashamed of or embarrassed of or afraid to show at work and decide that they're okay and do or embrace those things unapologetically. Right. Yeah. To me, it's not 
something ridiculous and completely unprofessional, right? But like talking about your favorite reality TV show, if you'd be too embarrassed to do that because you think you're not going to be taken seriously as a woman at work, like that's something for you to look at. And, and take it from us. We sell to senior executives, CEOs, people all the time who say things to us like money's not an object. Mm-hmm. So so we're selling to this group of people. Um, Rachel talks about astrology, meditation, breath work, visualization. I talk about visualization and I read people's tarot cards on these calls. And the minute I pull like out this deck on whatever call with whatever executive and I say, you want a card read? They're like, <laughs> people that. are not you know yep. people are not as dismissive as you think they're going to be mm. yeah so um yeah basically people respect people who respect themselves yes. and there is a total imbalance in the working world in terms of culturally historically we've respected more masculine qualities of leadership for a long long time And the more that women are able to own and embrace their full expression as women in leadership, the more respect that expression will have within the culture. Mm. Um, So it's, it's not your fault that you might be feeling that way at work, but it is your responsibility to show up as someone who has power and to do your part in changing it. The same goes for the men, their ability to look inside and look at how they're disowning it. Yeah. 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 That's a yeah. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Bye, y'all.